Welcome to the space in between. I'm Linda Ferguson of NLP Canada Training. I want to take just a few minutes and help you think about transition. Because I'm recording this in between Christmas and New Year's. In between a time we thought that we were sort of getting through COVID and a time when the numbers are rising and we're not really sure what January is going to hold. And it seems to me this is a great time to learn about transition, about how to hold on to our goals, our sense of self, our sense of living a good life when we are betwixt and between, when we don't know what to expect, when we're cut off from the past and not quite into the future. And I think this is also a good time to remember that we've been here before because we've been 10 years old and on the brink of not quite being a little kid and not quite being a teenager. And we've had those two or three years of middle school of trying to figure stuff out. We've been in our first year post high school, whether we were in a job or in a college or university program, and just kind of finding ourselves, not really feeling established as an adult, but not being a kid anymore. We have had experiences that help us figure out what's the difference between a great experience of being in between and a not-so-great experience of being in between. So here's three things to think about. And the first thing is one of the foundations of neurolinguistic programming, which is what I teach, NLP. It's the idea that you need to look for models, for somebody who can already do the thing you want to do and learn from them. And I think when we are the leaders, when we are the parents, when we are the managers, we hear people telling us that they want autonomy, they want freedom. What we have to remember is that even if they can't quite find the words to express it, all human beings also want to see a model that tells them what's possible. Because none of us want to have to invent everything for ourselves. None of us wish that we could do without computers until we could build our own from scratch. None of us wish we could invent electricity and not use it until we invented it for ourselves. We all want to use other people's creations. We all want to learn from other people's experience. And sometimes this is not going to be evident. It is not going to be that somebody who is working through a new phase of independence is going to tell you, oh, please tell me what to do. But if you go back into your own experience, you'll know a part of you that says, this is what I know and this is what I don't know. And I could really lean in to a little information here, a little trusted information. 
So when you're on the other end, when you are going through a transition like the one we're going through, you look at people in your life who've gone through transitions with grace, with courage, with laughter, who have somehow found a way not to make the best of a bad situation, but to be their best despite the circumstances. And so just think, who do I know who's good at transition or was once good at one transition? And when I kind of replay that movie in my mind, what do I notice that can help me right now? Second thing that might help you through this transition, research-based. People do better with a sense of purpose And the best purpose connects you to other people. This isn't warm and fuzzy. This is not sing kumbaya. This is hard research over many years in many studies that says we do better when we connect with other people. We handle tough times better when we reach out and help other people. And so the question becomes not what do you want to do now, but what do you want to do for someone? What do you want to do for a group, for a community, for the environment? But where is there something pulling you that you say, this isn't enough, it's only a little thing, but here's something I could do that would in some way make a difference in the world in a positive way. And you're doing it To be nice, sure, you might be doing it because of your faith. You might be doing it because of your own ethics. But you could also do it because the evidence shows if you do it, you will be more likely to stay grounded, to stay committed, to stay positive than if all you're doing is thinking about what you need to do for you. And the third thing, third thing you can do is ground yourself in movement. We often want to ground ourselves by sitting still. And we have this mindfulness idea that is sitting still and taking deep breaths. And it works really well when we're calm enough, when we have enough access, when going inside feels good then it can feel really good. But when we're in transition, get a little antsy. It is hard to just sit still. And so a better thing for many people is to ground themselves in a simple, repetitive movement. Might be, you know, Mary Kondoing your living space by going through old boxes and that long, long repetition of cleaning and sorting and getting rid of. It might be housework. It's not necessarily my thing, but for some people, and even for me sometimes, setting your house in order gives you a sense that you are setting yourself in order. It might be my favorite, get outside for a walk It's winter, sometimes it's slippery, sometimes it's wet, sometimes it's cold. But 
There's no such thing as bad weather, only bad gear. Put on the right shoes, put on the right coat. Get yourself outside and just put one foot in front of another while you keep your head up and look around. That's something most people can do even when they're upset. The thing that you would most likely have to remember is to pretend there's a balloon pulling on the top of your spine, keeping your spine nice and straight. Remember to look around. Maybe even smile at the people you pass. Even if you are masked, they will see the smile in your eyes. And you will feel a smile in your physiology because your mind and body work together. When it looks like you're happier, you start to look for evidence internally that supports that happiness. So, three things. Look for a model or be a model of how to get through a transition in a way that is fully life positive, fully this is hard but I am doing it and not just I am making the best of it but it's bad. Second, think about what can I do for others, for a project that is bigger than me, for a community that's bigger than me, for the world, for the environment, that's good too, but especially for other people. How can I make a difference for some of the people that are struggling with this? And the third thing, ground yourself in simple, repeated motion so that you keep reminding yourself that even in this time of being betwixt and between when it feels like you can't get going, you are capable of movement. You are capable of being inside your body, inside your emotions, and still going forward. I'm Linda Ferguson, NLP Canada Training.